Good morning and welcome to this assembly. The writer of Psalms said, This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. You know, even if you're exhausted, you're not feeling well, you're working on trying to move away from a negative state of mind, get your attitude better adjusted, grapple with disappointments and annoyances. This ought to be the healthy state of mind God's people have every day. Me and you. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. There are times when this is challenging, difficult, but our state of mind should return to this setting in those challenges. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. There are the burdens of the day, the reality of earthly existence, but part of the total answer to that is right here. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I want to talk to you this morning about joy. The New Testament affirms this is one of the blessings of being a Christian. In the Bible, there are examples and warnings and commands and convictions and rebuke. But as we let all of that truth sink in and change us and guide us, there is also this benefit, the joy of being a Christian. It occurred to me not long ago in the opening chapters of Philippians, 1 Peter, James, and Colossians, the Holy Spirit gave the writers this little word, joy. And that ought to mean something to me. It ought to mean something for every one of us. God wants us to rejoice. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 1, Paul echoes that psalm. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. But this blessing, this rejoicing has context and causes. This is not like somebody just saying, well, you need to be happy. This, in fact, is not earthly happiness. Earthly happiness depends upon how much you have and how much fun you have, how many friends you have and how much money you have in the bank. No, this is a steady state of mind of hope and joy that is carried in the hearts of people who are living in obedience to God, even in times of pain and disappointment. I want us this morning to concentrate on the causes and the context of this joy. And I'm going to start in the book of Acts in chapter 8. 
Acts chapter 8. Salvation is a cause of joy. Luke gives us this account of this man who had been to Jerusalem to worship and now he's on his way home and he's reading from the prophecy of Isaiah. And the account begins in verse 26 of Acts chapter 8. Let's listen and read carefully Acts 8, 26. Now, an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Rise and go toward the south, to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert place. And he arose and went. And there was an Ethiopian, a eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning seated in his chariot and he was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the spirit said to Philip, go over and join this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now the passage of the scripture that he was reading was this. Like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter. And like a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from him. And the eunuch said to Philip, about whom I ask you, does the prophet say this about himself or about someone else? Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning with this scripture, he told him the good news about Jesus. And as they were going along the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, see, here is water. What prevents me? from being baptized. And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he replied, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Verse 38. And he commanded the chariot to stop. And they both went down into the water, Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away and the eunuch saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing. But Philip found himself at Azotus and as he passed through he preached the gospel to all the towns until he came to Caesarea. This is one of the great conversion stories in the Bible. Here in the book of Acts in chapter 8, it tells about responding to Christ, confessing faith, being baptized, and changing your life. But there's also a little part of this that we should not overlook in our reading of the text. Verse 39, he went on his way rejoicing. Now, this was not a case where Philip said, all right, go home and be happy. This new Christian realized what he now had. 
what he was a part of, how his sins were forgiven. And that knowledge was overwhelming and one impact of it was he went on his way rejoicing. There was knowledge of the gospel of Christ. There came his good response. The result was joy in his life. He was now a child of God. Do we really appreciate what it means to be saved? To have access to God through Jesus Christ. To be able to serve God every day. To follow Jesus Christ and form character that is pure and effective. By God's grace, we have been granted the opportunity to step out of what is wrong and sinful into Christ and be participants in blessings no man... No man could ever offer or purchase, but God granted through Christ. Isn't this the day the Lord has made? Shouldn't we rejoice and be glad in it that we have salvation in Christ? People in good relationship with God through Christ have the greatest reason ever to rejoice and that joy can literally crush despair and protect us against fear the context and causes of joy hope Romans chapter 5 listen to Paul in the Roman letter chapter 5 previous to chapter 5 Paul has outlined man's problem and God's solution. Man's problem is sin. God's solution is the gospel of Christ. Now, when we receive what God offers in Christ, Paul says we are justified by faith. The activity of our faith in Christ, that response to the gospel means... We are justified by faith. What do we have? What do people justified by faith have? Listen please in Romans 5. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith. Were you in the Bible class this morning? We were looking at that phrase in Galatians chapter 3. Now what do we have? Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through Him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Don't stop there. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Notice in the middle of verse 1 in Romans 5, 
what this is about. It's about what we have. We rejoice in the hope that we have. And as character is developed, hope and joy continue to develop. Likewise, I'm going to take us to 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 8 and 9 in 1 Peter chapter 1. Peter is writing to suffering people. That's the setting of this. He's writing to people who had no earthly reason to rejoice. They had a heavenly reason to rejoice. Verses 8 and 9, 1 Peter 1. Verses 8 and 9. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. These Christians, similar to their Jewish ancestors, were living in exile. But Peter wanted them to know it was temporary. I want you to pause here and consider that whatever pain and disappointment you cope with now, it is temporary. When we give a list of people to pray for, and we sometimes refer to their ill health and their diseases or injuries, all that is temporary. The stresses and strains that we may carry with us up here, those are temporary. In fact, I want us to go back in 1 Peter 1 and start at verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading kept in heaven for you who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time verse 6 in this you rejoice though now for a little while if necessary you have been grieved by various trials did you hear the temporary idea for a little while. We are here for a little while. We suffer here for a little while. There's pain and illness and unfortunate circumstances we cannot track down the cause of. There is mental stress we deal with. But Peter says... In this you rejoice, though now for a little while. That's temporary. If you have an active, genuine faith in Christ, and you're growing and working and seeking to put Him first and trying to do better, you get to go to heaven. You get to go to heaven. You didn't earn it. God made it possible. Believing that, you responded by faith, you're living by faith. 
even though temporarily there are trials and tribulations you undergo, you get to go to heaven. Paul, Peter, James, the Hebrew writer, are united in this chorus of hope. If the thought enters your mind that you don't have much here, remember when you leave here, you'll have everything God has promised to his people. We today undergo earthly trouble but we can keep our minds and our lives directed toward heaven. And that causes joy. And don't overlook in this passage in 1 Peter, just as Christ is alive, our hope is alive. How alive is our hope? Just as alive as he is. 1 Peter 1 verse 3. So, indeed, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Gospel preaching is a cause of joy. Christians in the first century time of the apostles were not only glad that they had salvation and with that salvation the hope of heaven, they wanted everybody to hear this good news. In Acts 15.3, as Christians traveled and as they heard about the spread of the gospel, people being converted, it says it brought great joy. Acts 15.3, it brought great joy. The gospel was being spoken and written and circulated, sometimes uh, in very unexpected places the gospel was spread. In circumstances where you would not expect there to be evangelism. In Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 to 5. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, Paul said. Always in every prayer of mine for you, all making my prayer with joy. Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. You want to know more about that? Look over at verses 12 to 18. 12 to 18. I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me, he was in prison, what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. And most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. The latter do it out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaim Christ out of Selfish ambition, not sincerely, but thinking to afflict me in my imprisonment. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed, and in that I rejoice. When we hear about the spread of the gospel, it should always add to the joy we already have in Christ. 
We ought to be participants in the spread of the good news, praying for the spread of the good news, rejoicing that we can spread the good news, and rejoicing on top of that when one responds. Causes of joy. The joy of others. Romans 12 and verse 15, familiar to most of us. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. When I observe your joy, it creates joy in me. It enhances the joy I already have because of my relationship with God and because the gospel is being preached. But when I observe your joy, it helps me. It serves me. Goodwill, generosity, pleasant greetings, worshiping together, singing together, praying, spiritual family, hearing that our brothers and sisters are doing better, are doing well, witnessing spiritual growth. This can be the fuel and motive to sustain and grow our joy. So that in our association with one another, we can be made to say over and over again, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. To conclude, I want to take you back to 1 Peter 1. And there's a little part of it I want to emphasize in closing. 1 Peter chapter 1. The question would come up after we review the causes and context of joy in the New Testament. Who can have such a refreshing mind? I mean, when you're undergoing pressure and pain or poverty, who are the people who can enjoy this positive, joyful frame of mind. Those people are described in the opening verses of 1 Peter. I'd like for you to listen, please. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who are elect exiles of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, in sanctification of the Spirit for obedience to Jesus Christ and for sprinkling with His blood, may grace and peace be multiplied to you. Several phrases in 1 Peter chapter 1 describe the people who have this incredible joy. Here's the phrase I'm concluding with. Those who are obedient to Jesus Christ. By God's power, we can become believers, active, obedient, continuing to be active and obedient to Jesus Christ. And that's the basis of our hope and joy. So, this is the day the Lord has made. 
Let us rejoice and be glad in it. You want to be a part of this. Do you want to have what we have studied about today and be a member of God's family? If you recognize that God is above all, the Bible is his word, Jesus is his son, sin is the problem, Christ is the solution. Hearing that message, believing and confessing your faith in Christ, you can repent and be baptized and become a part of God's family and then live faithfully thereafter. You can truly go on your way rejoicing while together we stand and sing.